0: Namaste and hello everyone. I'm Swati Sealan, and welcome back to the third episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. To start off, she's an international mindset coach, a yoga teacher, holistic healer, an entrepreneur, and a community builder. She believes deeply in the importance of taking care of yourself and keeping healthy along your growth and ascension journey. She completed her Yoga Alliance Certified Yoga teacher training in 2016 in Bali, Indonesia. Her practice is Kundalini inspired, focusing on energy work and working with tools such as breathwork, mantra, and movement. She is also the founder of Women in Tech Channel, which won the award for Best Account of the Year at the ninth Annual Shorty Awards. She has over a decade of experience in strategic partnerships and community development with startups around the globe. She is on a mission to help the diversity gap in tech and wellness, using media and storytelling as the main tool to achieve this goal. Let's give a big round of applause to Shalini Serena Bahad. So
1: sweet, yeah. to be with you Hi
0: Shalini, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. I'm meeting you from my
1: garden space here in South Goa. That's right beautiful. on the river.
0: So yeah. beautiful.
1: Grateful to have the elements of nature just right sure. here,
0: you know. Yeah. yeah. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm so excited for our conversation.
1: Yeah, likewise.
0: So to start off, can you tell me about how your journey of yoga started? Yeah, certainly. I feel when
1: I'm asked this question, there's like the technical question of when did the the practice of asana and meditation and these certain elements come into my life was technically 2016 when I I went to do my yoga teacher training in Bali. I learned obviously through the training how to cue a class, how to set up a, a, a flow and a sequence. However, you also do a lot of deep inner work. That's where you learn about layers of stillness and just the personal development journey really being activated through that bringing in mindfulness into your life i first was exposed to yoga in terms of like an asana class when i lived in san francisco that was 2011 so that was the first time i would literally gone into a studio and i remember downward dog for the first time going into that position my arms hurt so much and when i was in shavasana for the first time in a class like fell asleep because it was just so tiring in that sense so so yoga in terms of the physical asana it's been 2011 when I was in San Francisco consistently going to classes then in New York is when the layers of of meditation also came into my life I was working at Dev Group Camp which is the world's first coding school and my background as as you mentioned thank you for that beautiful introduction as well of course that my background is tech and media however now I'm more in the space of not really sure what to call it right like the the conscious space like the healing arts I don't I'm not sure personal development space and uh, this coding school not only did they teach you how to code but they also really cared about the holistic health of each of the students that were going through the program so there was a license. it's so good it's so important you know you're just not just a cog in a machine to like throw these exactly. things out there to, to take care of every aspect of oneself. So each, each location of the coding school had a licensed therapist per office. And that was available for all of the students, the alumni and the staff. And so that was the first time I had an opportunity where I was consistently going to therapy or receiving coaching in some sense around just aspects that I had navigated in my childhood just also in my journey, racism, sexism, some sexual assault, some um, just abandonment stories, etc. And through through these practices, really layering layering away from from any any tightness that those experiences or stories once had on me. However, when you ask, like, when did yoga first come into my life? I mean, my parents they had an arranged marriage. Um, they're not particularly religious however they you know they're both punjabi sikh families and okay. sometimes in the home home growing up there would be there would just be mantras and Vahiguru being chanted around the house mm-hmm. and just you know there's yeah. there's images and just vibrations of of that in the home and yoga yeah you know, there's so many limbs to yoga it's you know beyond just the physical practice it's also what are your values how do you treat your vessel how do you treat others you know, being, being mindful and and just witnessing how certain element, how certain people in my family were just so fully present with everything they did, whether it was chopping the onions, like fully present with that, when they're having a dialogue, like you can see the, the soul through their eyes. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely been a yogi in other lifetimes. I'm in, and I'm grateful that it found me again on this path. And now not only am I enjoying yoga as a practitioner and I'm just so grateful to also hold this space as a teacher and help activate this space for others as well so yeah I mean yoga's always been there however the more technical question that you're saying I would say 2011 in San Francisco and then in terms of depth and consistency when I was living in New York around 2015 and then I left New York to do my yoga teacher training in Bali in 2016 and since then it's just it's I am a yogini, you know, it's not just like a yeah. thing I do. I just do yoga. I I am very much like on that path.
0: I love how you vividly described that journey. Like it's, it's beautiful to hear. And I, I'm sure that yoga has helped you in many ways. And I hope your story um, to everyone uh, listening to this would inspire and, you know, they'd come forward and, you know, pick yoga and as well as for shout out to those women who love coding and who are into technology, Shalini is like a big inspoke to all of us. And, you know, when I read your bio, I was like, wow, like she's doing both of that. So that's amazing. I mean, we're so multifaceted. We
1: get, we're we're multidimensional even. So we get to explore different ways of expression and we have this brilliant mind. We don't want to be trapped by the mind. We're more than the thoughts. We don't want the mind to control us. However. We have the ability to learn new languages and learn new skill sets so you don't have to put yourself in a box you know i'm all about i'm all about breaking those boundaries and expansion and, and expression
0: right. i love that um so follow-up question i have for you is what is the main reason you chose kundalini type of yoga you know there's different styles in yoga such as hatha kriya hot yoga so what was so special about kundalini totally great question so When I first did my
1: 200 hours, it was baseline Hatha yoga. And when I would go to classes, I went to the full spectrum, Mm vinyasa-focused classes. When I was in New York, like hot yoga was very much a thing. So I was going to lots of classes like that, very, very focused classes on the body. And then when I was, so basically when I did my yoga teacher training in Bali in 2016, Mm -hmm. that's when like the deepening of my ascension journey really started and that's yes finding peace within myself and also just clearing clearing my vessel so that I can be more peaceful and so that also I can hold that space for others right and so I since 2016 I started this journey where I've been quite location independent from my accent you can tell I'm english however I've also lived in america for most of my life I'm a us citizen and I'm okay. meeting you here. I'm meeting you here in Goa, India. This is my first time living in India. I didn't come to India mm-hmm. at all as a kid or as a teenager. And now I live here. And oh, wow. I'll I'll be heading back to North America soon. I'll be back in New York starting July 1st. So next month, June, will be my final mm-hmm. month living in India for now. And I share this to say that, you know. When I left New York and I came to Bali to do my yoga teacher training, Bali also has this big community of location independent entrepreneurs, digital nomads, whatever languaging resonates with you around that. And since then I've lived quite nomadically. So I'd spend two months in Bali and a month in India and then head to Berlin for a month and a half. And since most of my work is online, I I guide sessions online. I meet with my clients online and then I just do pop-up workshops or retreats wherever I happen to be in the world. And when I was in Thailand, one of my girlfriends, she's, she's somebody I deeply respect. She has a very like mystic mama, earth mama energy. And she, she shared with me, like, I mean, when we would gather, like we would meditate together, cook really healthy, vegetarian, vegan meals together. And, you know, she, she was really, and she had like these Oracle cards and had connections with angels. And we would, she gave me like a beautiful Reiki session and we would chant certain month. It was such a beautiful friendship and Sangat in that way. And she first introduced Kundalini to me. She said, you know, I feel you'd really like this because just just try it out. And there was there was a, um, there's a, there's a great platform called Gaia and there's so many others now as well. Yoga Glow yeah. where you can pay like a 10, $12 monthly membership. So many classes online, also so many on YouTube and such and so i i started taking these classes by this woman gloria latham on gaia and this woman it was the first time i'd i'd been in a class setting even though it was online where she was talking about auras and talking about chakras and energy fields i was like yes this is what it's about i don't want to be hearing like all right left leg higher and this stuff. <laughs> like it's so on yeah. the body so kundalini so after that i had some time after my nomadic flow where I just, and again, I've created my life in this way of freedom because home for many years has been this big question mark. Is it, am I English? Am I American? My mom's side is in, in Singapore. And there, there isn't really okay. like a nuclear, like physical home space. Right. So, you know, that, there, when I was in this travel flow, I had this clear thing come through, just like I've had this thing come through of like, okay, India chapter is up. Now it's time to head to New York for a bit. So I had something come through where my body was like, hey, head to LA. LA is this really cool mix of people who really get personal development and and put a lot of focus on that. There's nature, right? There's the mountains, there's the ocean, there's the desert, if you'd like that. And then there's also media. My background is media and tech. And there's a, also a booming tech community in LA. So I was like, yes, it makes sense for me to go there. And when I went there, the the place that I was living, I was living in Venice, close to the Venice Canals. a really okay. cute place cute little garden and one of my housemates he's a musician and there was literally a recording studio in our house and he plays lots of instruments but one of the main instruments he he plays is the bass and he was the bassist for this kundalini music band and there was you know there's all these like festivals like shakti fest bhakti fest like summer Solstice, all these like yoga festivals which he would go to and perform with different artists and so I started learning and music is a huge part of, of how I connect with with spirit as well, just sound, sound vibration. I've done a sound hearing training while I've been here in India. Mm-hmm. And so I just had that exposure to this person who's like fully in that scene. So I started mm-hmm. listening to more mantra music, but it was like westernized mantra music. Right. And so that was the house. And then I'm in LA where, you know, I mean, I love LA so much, but also because of the Hollywood tinge. Like when you go to a Kundalini studio, there's like women decked out in their crystals and they're like, <laughs> and and they're like sheepskin whatever and sometimes it can be a little like okay be, beyond just the the imagery like are you connected to the spirit of element of course there are many that are um and so that's why I I got really into deep deep into my kundalini practice in LA because there was a studio in Venice I, st- I went for like a month and I went every day I met all the teachers and then I stopped going to that studio and then I just did my own because I'm already a yoga teacher I went just to understand the that lineage and then, you know, implement it into my practice. Right. And that was the element about Kundalini. It was like it's that was the first time I'd gone into studios and in yoga spaces where people are speaking about energy beyond just the physical they're speaking about okay this practice is really great for opening the heart chakra this is a great practice Mm -hmm. to ground into your into your sacral space or or root or whatever it would be so the fact that that kind of languaging was used is is what drew me to and then I also love this blend of movement breath work and mantra and just to clarify I don't Teach yoga, kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. My okay. practice is very kundalini inspired, meaning okay. I focus a lot on the spine, I focus a lot on spiral energy. I have right. I even like my hula hoop here, I hula hoop, <laughs> and I go that spiral space. I love dance, <laughs> you know, it's movement. And right. I, I also guide meditations. We we recently just had a full moon, full moon lunar eclipse. Yeah. And the next upcoming new moon will also will be a solar eclipse. Um, I'll be guiding a meditation on that day as well so so my practice is I and when I guide these sessions again it's not me Shalini Serena speaking I clear the vessel and spirit speaks through me mm-hmm. and it was in my kundalini practice where it just it got deeper it got I got to deeper layers like I mean some you get into this breath work you are off in another world Right. And I would love doing doing these Kriya sets. And then when I drop my hand, literally feeling just energy, like pulsing through my palms. So that's what drew me to it. But again, to clarify, I don't teach like Kundalini is taught by Yogi Bhajan. Um, it's mm-hmm. very Kundalini inspired, focused on the spine, focused on the chakras, focused on energy work first and foremost, through mm-hmm. breath, through movement, and through the power of this beautiful voice box that we all have.
0: I I love how you like vividly described that and just (laughs) took us through that whole kind of um, like what you um, experienced. And I think that's amazing, like how Kundalini has brought that change in. Um, Kundalini is something I'm going to like look into now that you've mentioned that amazing um, story. And, you know, I look forward to that. Um, So next question I have for you is. What is the big difference between mindfulness and yoga? Are they like the same thing? Are they connected? I, I feel like a lot of people tend to ask that question, but like, what, what would you say? What's the big so, difference? So I feel firstly,
1: a lot of people, when they hear yoga, they just think, warrior one, warrior two, headstand. And to mm-hmm. clarify, obviously, yoga yoga, yoga, it means union, union with Yourself with your higher self, yourself with the divine, yourself with nature. Oneness is, is what yoga is. So beyond just your physical practice, how you are treating yourself, mm-hmm. others, the planet, etc. And then mindfulness is actively bringing presence to something. So there's mindful eating. One thing I do is right before meals, rub my palms together and you do that for a second And immediately so much warmth is created and it reminds you, oh yeah, that's right. Everything is energy. And so you do that and then bring it over your meal. And I mean, already like my palms are tingling and just weaving gratitude into your meal, right? That is a way Mm -hmm. to like bring in full presence. And this present moment is all there is. So So actively doing elements where throughout your day you are coming into the present moment with a breath, with a sound, with mindful walking at sunset on the beach whatever it may be so yoga is you know it's a path I I am a yogi I'm a yogini like I I that meaning that you're loving and and you're aware and from that awareness you are doing the things you have a sadhana every day Mm -hmm. whatever it may look like stillness meditation movement meditation my practice is different every day and I love it I I wake up pumped to do my practice because that's also I kind of the visualization that comes through is while I'm doing my practice. It's like me on the mat, like my Mm -hmm. my energy body is like picking up the phone and calling up the infinite and being like, yo, let's do this. And like, we connect. And then we just, I start my day from that, from that, like deeply connected and like amplifying my auric field, like moving from that space. Mm -hmm. And once you know how good that feels, like you just, it's not a chore. It's not like, Oh, I guess I should meditate or I guess I should do my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Like I get yeah. to do this. what a privilege. I get to do this, how awesome. So that's what I would say the difference is like yoga is a path and it's a path that you're, you have that awareness, you have that understanding, you're kind, loving, compassionate with yourself, others and the planet. And you do the sadhana every day to connect with the infinite, to dissolve the ego, to just be a clearer vessel. Yeah. So that you can, you know, that's the biggest contribution we give, by the way, the, to the collective is our frequency, the quality of our frequency. That's the highest sure. contribution you give to the collective, and then mindfulness is, yeah, mindfulness is being present. So mindful eating, mm-hmm. mindful walking, being with it. Mindfulness is being present, and it
0: goes hand in hand with the yogic path. Okay. Um, I love, I love how, how you said that. And I love your passion um, for yoga, (laughs) like how you do it in the mornings and you know, how you have that passion. How can one exactly like incorporate that as a routine and, you know, like follow that through. You know, it's really as
1: simple as making the choice. Right. If you make it a mission in your head. Now, besides being a yoga and meditation teacher, I primarily work as a mindset coach. And I've done a lot of work around the throat chakra. And the the words that we say are a reflection of the thoughts and the beliefs that we hold. And the thoughts and the beliefs that we hold are the baseline of what we experience on the external. So if you have a belief that, oh my gosh, yoga and meditation is so hard and to do it consistently is such a mission, then that is going to be a mission for you. However, if you, instead, you've, you've done yoga a few times, you know, you've, you've done a few meditation sessions and you witness how powerful it is and how much it served you. And you go into the choice of doing it every day and making it a routine, not from this thing of like, oh, I have to do this thing every day. I read it in a blog somewhere, or this person that I look up to does it, but I have to do it from this place of pressure. And instead you do it from this empowered state of I know that this serves me. This is a privilege that I get to give myself. And I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to do this as a gift to myself. Mm-hmm. I choose this. It's as simple as that. And of course, not, not overwhelming yourself. If you're going from never having meditated before, it's not like you wake up the next morning and you're going to do a 90-minute practice. It's right. just not, you know, by all means, if, you, if you'd like to kick start it that way and you have the time and space and the energy the aligned energy to do that by all means. However, it's a loving, a loving gradual, it, that consistency is more important. Like you you doing a yoga class once a month mm-hmm. for 90 minutes versus yep. you doing a movement practice from 10 to 15 minutes every morning, that consistent, shorter, like significantly shorter, 10 to 15 minutes versus 90 minutes, that, that will serve you, I mean, tenfold more.
0: For so sure. that's
1: that it's making the choice it doesn't have to be a mission it is making the choice from an empowered space i know that this serves me i know that this is accessible literally that i mean we live in a time where so much is accessible to you youtube so many so much
0: for sure you know what i'm saying
1: so that's it it's knowing that this is it's a pleasure it's a practice that is lovely it serves you it serves everyone it's like the win 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 loop on on bringing a yoga practice into your life it's just like it's a no brainer and just welcoming it in in, a, in an accessible way. And so whatever that means for you, is it a 20-minute practice? Is it is it 10 grounded breaths as soon as you wake up?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: you go to do your practice, and which is like a 40-minute movement and breathwork practice, you create it for yourself.
0: Yeah. And you know, something I learned from what you've just mentioned is being consistent and having that consistency and making that choice um, for if I want to practice yoga in like the morning or whenever but it's always about being consistent because as you've mentioned you can do yoga like one one day but then you can't if you don't follow up there's no point in even like doing it I mean by all means definitely you can do it but it's not if you're not consistent with it there's not much that you can gain out of it so yeah yeah it's not treating it as like an activity oh I did yoga today like you yeah. played
1: frisbee in the park. like cool it's not like an activity it's a path if there's a yoga right. a path so you know and that's yeah. what you step into more so and you know fair enough I mean it's it's not condemning anyone with where they're at their journey I mean I had yeah. my again those memories are so interesting to think back of when yoga first came into my life you know in 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 San Francisco literally was like, you know that company Groupon there was like a Groupon for like 30 days for like $30 like unlimited at this yoga <laughs> studio that was in my office at the time and my one of my colleagues and uh and I Jess, like yeah let's do this and we went and just seeing how um yeah how tired my body was from like holding these postures and I now like I have a much like stronger core and yeah. I'm more like fit or athletic whatever you want to call it um but you know it's 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 it is, and, and at that time, it was, a, I would speak of it in that, oh, I did yoga today. You know, at that mm. time, it was that for me. And, and then when I went to New York and, and it, when it when more of the meditative qualities
0: right. st-
1: began to really be connected with it also, where it was like, and the whole reason that you do your movement practice is so that you can sit in stillness meditation with more ease. So you do your asana practice to, and again, I, it's, my practice is very focused on the spine. My practice, I'm not necessarily sweating profusely every day. I, that's only if I want like an energized practice or like I have a big public speaking thing I'm doing or you know this big meeting within, with a new client or whatever it is. But most of my practice is actually very gentle, very loving, very focused on twists and getting into that vortex circle energy. Uh, and And moving from that space and just like elongating and, and expansion, and then, after that, yeah, the stillness is amazing to sit there and sing, and also when I'm cooking, like that feels like a sadhana as well, like being very present and like playing mantras while I'm cooking, weaving that energy into the food,
0: yeah. I, I love how you mentioned that. And also um, your voice is like super serene. Like when, as you're talking, uh-huh. I'm like, I want to, I want to hear more and it's, it's beautiful. So um, I'm Thank sure you. that, you know, your yoga journey has, has been a big, um, has made a great impact on you. And I hope like you continue to oh, incorporate yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not and, going
1: anywhere. Yeah. So great this path this was this will only continue and yeah as mentioned I'm really grateful that not only has this path been a gift in my life and thank you for the reflection on my voice and as mentioned I have done a lot of third chakra work I have done a lot of public speaking I guide meditations Mm -hmm. with such ease because it's not me I'm not like sitting there okay let me make a in this meditation let me bring reference to like the ocean and how it's synonymous to the energy of I don't write anything I literally yeah. meditate before I clear my vessel and then spirit drops through and speaks through me and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that I have absolutely been I've definitely been a yogi in past lifetimes and yeah. in this lifetime I've been gifted with with that role as a, as a teacher as a guide and I know people a lot of people feel resonance with me because I also I'm not like a yogi that's sitting in the mountains and like fasting for four months. And listen, there's, you know, again, yeah. we're, we're honoring everyone and whatever yeah. is resonating with, with their path. I've, sure. I'm also, I'm also of the worldly place. And like, I've lived in London and New York and LA and Miami, and I am a businesswoman and I understand media and I, I love strategy and I like come mm-hmm. from this <laughs> like hackathons and innovation and apps and all of that and I get that and I'm in that and I love to speak about consciousness right you know and it's, yeah. it's about meeting people where they're at like it doesn't have to be this dichotomy of like one extreme to the other we we really get to live in that in that in that um you know that path in between right. yeah
0: yeah and um, so a follow-up question I have for you is um, what makes your kundalini teaching style unique? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel sometimes I've met teachers that before they're about to teach, they have like notes. They have, right. okay, we're going to go through this summer today. We're going to do like a 40-day blah, blah, blah. Yes. Again, it's not me, I move out of the way. So you also... Know me here as shalini Serena. So Serena is my middle name. shalini is my first name. So when I first moved to America, I I started going by my middle name Serena because I was 11 years old. I moved a month after the 9/11 terrorist attacks, and my brother and I, my brother more so than I, he's a little darker than me, would just get bullied of like you terrorists, go back to your country. So it didn't feel safe to own our our cultural identity at the time and shalini just felt too different people would be like shalini chaline i was like let's just do serena serena it's more universal let's just go with that and right. so the other element when you asked earlier why kundalini resonated so much yes it was the energy elements and when i'm in la and i walk into a kundalini studio and i i find it i still find it really funny like in the west and kundalini in particular where so much of Kundalini also stems from Sikhi. I mean, you you meet Kundalini yogis and yogis and they greet one another with satnam. And yeah. you know, there's so many mantras that stem from Sikhi, from the they're, they're, they're directly from, you know, we're chanting Wahiguru and and I mean everything, the taban, the the you know, chanting mulmantar, etc and mm-hmm. you know walking into these spaces and I would be one of the few see women mm-hmm. there and then meeting a white-bodied woman who very confidently is like hello everyone my name is Harmanjot my name is Simranpreet and I'm just like oh my gosh any old version of me the teenage version of me that felt scarred that oh no I'm not I'm too different I won't be accepted or like I'm too much of the other when I would enter yoga studios and they're like what's your name ma'am? And they're like taking your, your name down. I was like, you know what? Charlene. My name is Charlene, And I'd yes. gone like 10, 11 years saying mm-hmm. Serena. So I was just like, if there's any space that can hold this name and not be like, what? Can I just call you S or whatever? I was like, let me mm-hmm. test it out here. So I was living in LA and this was mm-hmm. the first time where imagine my whole high school, university, my career in tech, everybody has known me as Serena. And that's, the Shalini just didn't exist. I just, Serena Bahad, Serena Bahad, all the articles, all my social media, everything. And, um, but my first name is Shalini. And so in LA is where I was first testing it out. And uh, it would be among these like spiritual conscious communities that I was in. And it felt really good. It felt really good. I just felt like I was owning all of myself and releasing any shame or like fear that I had of like, oh my gosh, it's not safe to be yeah. who I be. And so, uh, you know, hearing that felt really good. And then, yeah, when I was in these spaces and we're chanting Vai guru, it just, I mean, I felt all my ancestors in the room with me. I felt such a deep vibration, you know? Yeah. And so that, that was also what felt um, in resonance with me. And again, I've done a lot of big, I, I shared that name story Serena Shalini element to say that that has been a powerful practice because imagine so many of my friends like that I love like dear soul sisters soul brothers soul others you know I, I remember getting messages during that time because then I updated all my social media to say Shalini Serena Shalini Serena. they're like did you like take a new spiritual name I'm like no no, no, no. Serena's my middle name Shalini's been yeah. my first this whole time I just and they're like okay so do you want? Do you want me to call you Charlene now, or you know? And yeah. in that, that was a really powerful practice in saying, you know what, we're more than the name. So I don't mind. Like I resonate with Serena. Also, the energy of Serena is very like gentle and serene, and Charlene just has this like the quality of Charlene feels very strong and graceful. And I resonate with them both. And I'm more than these names. Like yeah. so, a, a lot of people because once they hear the story of like you know Charlene you know, it's been this journey of really reclaiming my fullness, have started, people who knew me as, as Serena have started calling me Shalini, but I also fully receive and ex- They're both my names. And we're, we're more than our names. We're more than our skin color. We're more than our haircuts. We're more than sure. our accents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that journey in and of itself has allowed me to dissolve the ego zoom out and really like weave myself into the fabric of the truth that is oneness so one of the things that uh, I feel makes me unique as a teacher is like it's not me like it's not me like I don't I don't have to plan anything because the infinite knows what to do I'm just the vessel I'm grateful thank you grand spirit for using me in this way and choosing to like activate my body in this way it's a pleasure and a privilege to be in service in this way Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: I get on the mat and i you know Again, these words, right? Like holistic healer, energy work. Like sometimes these these words, they're quite limiting. I can't I, because I can't describe what it is. It's like it's, yeah, it's, it is energy. Work. I don't know how to explain it. Like I can be in a room ask and just intuitively know what questions to ask. When I look at somebody, I just intuitively know something. I know how to guide the the space in a way that it would be powerful for everybody. And and I just. I, it's not like I plan okay you know then this thing we're going to do this da, da, da. I, I sit there and I, I'm always evolving my practice I like to learn from different teachers as well but mm-hmm. also a lot of it is you know when I guide my practice sometimes they're not like all asana poses sometimes a, a lot of when I guide like for instance say say there's a um, again I, I do work with a lot of spiral energy folks on the kundalini yeah. you know this this moving this serpent like movement up the spine so one thing I certainly always say without fail is I, I like to guide sessions in a way where people are going to have a beautiful session in and, of that, in and of that space. And they have the tools to leave that session and continue their own practice. That is my intention every time. That That whole point is like, this isn't just like a nice little yoga experience that you're having. The whole point is for you to weave this into your life. So I always make it a point to say, when we're doing certain movements so say we're just doing a gentle neck roll mm-hmm. I, I won't say okay now begin to roll your neck to the left I'll say just begin to make big circles with your neck and listen to your own body in which direction right. is you asking you to make these big circles mm-hmm. and listen to your own body and when your body is asking you to shift to the opposite direction and perhaps you don't even want to make big circles perhaps it feels good to just have one nice long stretch on a certain side you know best that's right i always 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 emphasize that and you know even in a class in a classroom setting sharing hey i we are all one mm-hmm. i'm standing in this role in this moment as teacher however we are all students and teachers and all the other yeah. types and so i honor each of you and you know your body and being best so yes i am up here guiding this experience For however sure. i invite you that if if i cue us to flow into something else mm-hmm. and your body is like you know what i'm going to stay in cat and cow you know what actually i'm going to come down into into child's pose you know what actually i'm going to get up off this mat altogether and just squat against the wall at the at the back or just like do some like flowy dance moves it is all welcome it is it is this is our space our sadhana space so I, right. I also very much welcome that and in, into the space like hey I'm guiding this but you know you best so like come here and do your practice we're doing your our practices together you know yeah um, so that that's something and 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 also I weave in you know, depending on if people, I can sense if people are open to it, like I, I really love to weave in breathwork mm-hmm. movement and mantra. Like if there's just like, you know what, this mantra is coming through. And sometimes the the mantra is in Sanskrit or in, mm-hmm. in Spanish, yeah. in English, you know, and it's really lovely. It's, it's really, really lovely. I really enjoy, I'm just, again, like deeply grateful to be on this path and to serve in this way. It's a privilege. Yeah.
0: That, that was amazing. Um, I feel like from before what you mentioned about your name, even that that was amazing how you decided to stick to Shalini. And I, I'm glad you did because it's beautiful. Like it's like a courageous um, name and I love it so and I feel like stick to your roots is something I learned from that like you know you should be proud of it so definitely like I love that and um, follow-up question I have for you is what would you advise for someone who wants to be like a yoga teacher what advice would you give to like a newbie I guess
1: sure well firstly high five congrats on on choosing that and again, yeah. just like before, it's a choice. You'd like right. to be a yoga teacher? Great, do mm-hmm. it. Like, we live in a time where there's so many options. There's so many yoga teacher trainings that are available. And, you know, I'd also share about that. I mean, there is a side to the, like, the trainings element where it's like, you know, it's it's help. I'm glad I did my baseline. However, okay. I've learned yin yoga on my own. I've guided many yin yoga sessions and apologies, neighbor's dog. Mm, but, no, um, worries. no, I've guided many yin yoga sessions and I, I didn't need to do like a yin training because I've also done my own study of un, firstly feeling it in my body and understanding. And just, I mean, thanks to the gift that is Google, understanding, mm-hmm. okay, this meridian line is connected to the liver and, and when I yeah. do this posture, oh, I feel it, it helps me guide into sleep space. And similar with Kundalini, I didn't do a Kundalini as taught by Yogi Bhajan training, and I don't need mm-hmm. to. Like I have, I have so many friends who have,
0: and also yeah. like
1: many of my friends are yoga teachers, entrepreneurs, etc. And I, I learn from that exchange going to those classes. So I would definitely say, if you want to be a yoga teacher, definitely do the two hundred hour like baseline. However, yeah. don't like, and and you know what? To each their own, because also. I'm an entrepreneur and you get some people who are like I have to get an MBA like I won't I won't be able to you know be an entrepreneur successful entrepreneur without that where it's like okay I mean if that's a belief that you have then by all means however I'm also coming from San Francisco startup land where I meet oh I dropped out of Stanford after my first month and now I have this billion dollar company and it's like it's it's what do you believe like I've, I've learned entrepreneurship from working since I was 16 and being incredibly curious and learn, like being a lifelong student. So, so mm-hmm. if someone in, it wants to do their wants to be a yoga teacher, do it, like find a, find a 200 hour training that resonates with you. And even before, so say you look something up and you find a training that's happening in two months from now, that doesn't mean yeah. you can't begin your journey right now. You know, go, go learn from different teachers online, study. There's so, what a time we live in. What a time we live in. We have so many resources and we're in the information era. We have so Mm -hmm. much powerful information at the tips of our fingertips. So you don't have to wait until that training even starts. Like for you to like start your journey. You start it right now. It's a choice. It's a choice. You want to do it. it. Even before, even before you even before you do a training like if you have had a deep practice for years you know you understand yoga if you have that if you have that connection with the energetic body and you could very easily if you wanted guide your sister or your auntie through a practice if you wanted you know just just yeah. lovingly and again, this this is a personal i i've connect i've received so much wisdom just internally like you know just downloads coming through like wisdom coming through from <laughs> Again, I I can't put this into words. So I say this to say yes, there is the whole element of uh, training, etc. And at the same time, have that full tra- trust that you are a quantum creator and you get to design your learning journey. Also, just to it's when I say this, and it's just interesting to witness my mind. A, a big reason that I'm also of that thought is remember the last corporate role, I guess, before I really <laughs> into my journey as a, as a healer, as a entrepreneur, etc. was at dev bootcamp, as mentioned, this coding school. And before that, I was living in San Francisco, producing hackathons, coding competitions. Like my, my life was like going to tech conferences and, and, you know, meetups and like launch parties for this app and whatever. And, you know, this to when I was in that space and meeting people who had Um, dropped out of university, started these these amazing companies and Dev Bootcamp as well. Like back in the day, if you wanted to be a software engineer, you had to get your four degrees of computer science. Maybe you go on to get a PhD or whatever. Now Mm -hmm. there's coding schools. Within three months, you give solid dedication for three months. You can graduate and absolutely get a job as a junior software developer. I was in, and I was also in New York. My role was getting our graduates jobs, like finding employer partners. That would, that would be a good match for our graduates. And I was also, that's also where coaching came into my life a little more formally because I was coaching our mm-hmm. graduates in a, in a competitive city like New York, getting them ready for the job market, getting them ready to, to confidently go out there and say, hi, this is who I am. Here's what I've built. Here's what I'm capable of. Here's, here's what I'm looking for in a work environment.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I feel like um, you know, that that's awesome, like what you've mentioned. And it like I'm sh- pretty sure it resonates with a lot of us. And first part, what you said about believing, whatever you what I learned from that was whatever you believe, you can perceive. And it's it's always like, you know, it's your choice. It's definitely like mm-hmm. up to you if you want to take that practice on or not. It's up to you and I'm so glad that you know I'm able to speak to you and you know it's it like helped me resonate so much and your voice is also really calming as I mentioned so thank Thank you. you um and my next question I have for you is do you believe yoga is an alternative form of healing or medicine an alternative form of healing or medicine I mean
1: I have witnessed many friends of mine who, when they've brought meditation into their life, this anxiety, like, oh, I'm just an anxious person. Or like, I used to have to take these pills. or whatever it was. Oh, I just can't sleep. I have insomnia. And all of a sudden, actually, when they actually just brought loving, mindful attention to their bodies and Mm -hmm. decided to do this like yin yoga practice and have this Ayurvedic tea before bed. Oh, wow. They were all of a sudden able to sleep very well and, and yeah. wake up more than that and not feel groggy and yeah of course when you make certain decisions that are good for your body mind spirit soul mm-hmm. the the modern you know the modern medicine space much of it is a business as well and you know sure. I would love I would love to say that all doctors have a clear loving conscience but you know sometimes I I have witnessed where it's like a prescription is just written so quickly because that means more money in that in that whole system yeah. um so yeah it definitely it definitely is a powerful tool you know it's not to say it's a full replacement like there are certain certain elements that you know if you're having a chronic something come up like yeah consult a doctor mm-hmm. and weave in your like I've I've also had friends who have moved through cancer and yeah they went to chemo and all of these elements but because they also had a really consistent meditation practice they were able to move through that journey with with not much pain actually with actually with grace and gratitude even so it's really a non negotiable in this day and age especially with the shake up that we're going through across the globe right now like. Yeah, it's a uh, it, again that win-win loop of bringing this into your life, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, next question I have for you is, how did you find uh, your mentor? So I definitely don't just have one mentor.
1: Yeah, I have several, and okay. also it's not it's not this like attacked attached connection of like oh this person is my mentor and so is this one. And we speak every Monday at 3 p.m. And this one, we speak every Friday at 7 p.m. It, yeah. my, a mentor can be, I'm in, I'm in Goa, I'm in India. A mentor yeah. can be like a cow that I see on my way and the way that it is so gracefully eating the grass and a reminder of me to like, you know, like be present and honor nature. That can be a mentor for me. I have mentors that are younger than me especially in this like social media age of like I'm understanding okay how to you know I'll meet someone who like there's this woman who's like video um editing my videos I'm getting on YouTube soon i you know just as a space to, like expand uh beyond Instagram mm-hmm. and um she was like you know I've been on Clubhouse by the way for months I just haven't actively used it and she's like no 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 like it's it's really growing this is the time to you know and, and again you have such a great voice like you would you already have such a strong audience on Instagram they would totally connect with you on on Clubhouse as well you're able to and so she's significantly younger than me however she's a mentor of mine like I I really treat everyone all geniuses so I have I and then also I have had mentors on my journey where when I lived in New York and I had proximity to this person and when we would have our catch-ups and you know just through our exchange there's learning there's learning there And then that, that could be like a, say, say I connect with someone at a conference. And then after, after the conference day, we have dinner together, like a group of four women or something, the exchange that happens, they're learning from these women Uh, that, okay. It's a dinner, but you could also call it a really powerful mastermind that just like happened. Thank you, universe. So it's, I have many mentors, like I'm always learning very much, always in the seat of student. And I really treat, I, I'm very much of this growth mindset, grow, 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 grow. So I, I treat all opportunities of like, how, how, how can this experience allow me to expand into deeper layers of universal love and, and growth mindset and abundance and peace and whatever, whatever resonance of universal loves comes through. So there's no, there's no like, oh, this is my one mentor, like,
0: Mm-hmm. you know oneness yeah.
1: like I, I see the genius and the truth in everyone and I I can have like that one hour mentor that I never see again because we met at a conference and we live in different parts of the world and then I also have moments where oh I'm doing this program for three months and then I do meet with this person every right. Monday morning da, 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 yeah. and, and, and there's that, that kind of thing you know and it's, it's yeah. all an ebb and flow and you know I guess my true mentor would be the infinite would be by guru would be spirit would be again whatever you want to call that like you know I guess so many downloads so much wisdom so much clarity come from that which can't be named really
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and a special shout out to the universe um, for you know bringing all those amazing mentors to you and you know a special shout out for the universe for bringing me to you and um, like you know I'm super thankful to the universe for having you in my podcast so super ah. grateful for that and um now I have some hot yoga questions for you really excited for this one um, sure. so, so first question I have for you is do you have a favorite yogi or guru that inspires you like anyone that specifically you know, I I would
1: give a shout out in this moment to Gloria Latham because she introduced uh, kundalini yoga to me and not in an intimidating way I feel like sometimes if you do google youtube kundalini videos it's like oh whoa what's going on here like what's the deal with the turban what's the deal with the what is this tuning in thing and she doesn't necessarily do all that she has this like long wild hair but and and very very like California mellow vibe and and just the way that she is the languaging that she is using connected to the energy centers, et cetera. And I, I really respect her. I've sent a lot of people when they're getting into Kundalini. I have a few videos. However, I mean, the amount that she has. And again, yes, I'm a yoga teacher. However, I'm primarily a mindset coach and an, an embodiment coach.
0: So right.
1: I'm, I'm just not interested in like putting 40 videos on YouTube of a, an yeah. asana flow, you know? Um, so I actually send a lot of people if they're interested in that. I'm like, oh my gosh, get connected with Gloria. She has, She's amazing. Um, so yeah, her.
0: Love that. And next question is Imagine you're on the cover of a yoga journal. What pose would you strike? Ooh, <laughs> uh,
1: I think it would be Dance's pose. I love that Dance's one.
0: pose. Okay. That's uh, beautiful. Like, you know, just like, yeah. Sponge. Yeah. Love that. If you could roll out your yoga mat anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Hmm.
1: Well, I'm grateful that I've traveled quite a bit as well since I've been in this nomadic life flow. Um, I suppose it would be somewhere that I haven't been before. And what's coming to mind randomly is um, like Croatia and, and the nice. Mediterranean, that kind of vibe. I haven't the been to Croatia yeah. before.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, honestly, with that, like, I I also, you just saw my home, I live right on the river. And I'm grateful that I have these beautiful Zen spaces that I, you know, I can roll out the mat and do my practice. And honestly, easily 90% of my practice, my eyes are closed. So it doesn't matter where I am. So that's why yep. when you said that to me, I was like, well, I mean, anywhere really. Like <laughs> I, can be, I can be in a home, my eyes are closed. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you know, and, I, and because my practice is very, it's not intense. I'm not doing like back flips or like, you know, actually yes. so much of practice, sometimes I don't even stand up, I'm seated or I'm like mm-hmm. in, in a low, I'm, I'm in that kind, you know, I'm on, I'm doing pigeon. I'm doing gentle twists on my back. I'm on my tummy, I'm doing that. That kind of flow so um that means that i can do my practice on a bed on right the floor, anywhere, you know sometimes i don't even need a mat i can just be on the sand on the grass etc uh, but yeah croatia is coming up for now
0: <laughs> i hope you um get to go to croatia and do for yoga sure. and um next question i have for you is what are your top three favorite yoga asanas or poses So I love Sufi
1: grinds a lot. And that is when you're seated and with your body, you're making big circles with the spine. You exhale going forward when your tummy is on your knees and then you're inhaling going back and you're just going into the spiral. So first you make big circles like that and then you can come a little tighter up the spine and do that. It just, it's beautiful for waking up the spine. I love that. I obviously love cat and cow in all the variations and I do a lot of that. I'm, I love, I'm an, I'm a spine activation kind of woman, you know? And yeah. so seated when you're cross-legged, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. When you're on your knees, inhale, exhale. Yeah. In in, um, all fours, hands and knees, cat and cow in that position. So love that. And then the other one that I really love is for upper back. You can bring your thumbs over here and your four fingers out front. And again, I don't even know the name of this thing. Again, it's beyond, it's beyond that. I'll literally just cue it like that. Okay, the next creo we'll be doing, just bring your hands over here oh, and you, twist, you inhale left, exhale right. I can't right. twist because of this wall. But when you, and imagining that your, your spine is like a wet rag and you're wringing out the water. It is so good. It's a very detoxing um, right. position. And, and, and your four fingers are, you're like holding, your, your four fingers are forward like this, your thumb is at the back and your, your arms are parallel to the earth. and you really like fully twist it. Inhale left, exhale right. And you just keep going and it's just like, you hear the cracks in your back. You just like, it, you just feel like jello after. And then of course, after you do these, just sitting in meditation and, and listening and being and receiving. Yeah, those are the three that are like I always are incorporated into my practice. I love Sufi grinds, cat cow, twist, you know, spine. Yeah. I love cat and cow as well.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And And last yeah. And lastly, um, let's say you were to do yoga with a celebrity. It can be anyone. Who would you choose Hmm. and why?
1: Hmm. Ha, okay. So you know yes i'm a yoga teacher meditation teacher i also do a bit of acting and modeling so oh, i've yeah so i've been in spaces and like you know in the bollywood space here i lived in la like you know i'm a member of certain whatever club clubs like so house etc. where like i have friends who are in that space whether they're professional athletes or whether they're actresses or like really well-known directors or whatever what have you so sis like that stuff doesn't please me you know what i'm saying like yeah. like what your role is and just like okay like whatever like we're, we're, we're beyond our title because also i lived in san francisco where it's like oh that's the founder of this billion dollar company oh that that investor is literally like yeah. i've seen it's not a big deal we're so much more than our so i really you know one thing that's been so powerful i'm so grateful is I don't put really people on pedestals. I honor the oneness and the, and the god like energy in all of us and I'm not like oh because they have lots of likes and followers and they've been in movies like cool yeah. you know what I'm saying so there's literally nobody that comes to mind like and also I love I love my I love my solo practices um I mean it's nice to share energy with others for sure um I really, I'm very, in, I'm very 50-50 introvert, extrovert. I love to learn from people. However, yeah. I, I, my time in the morning, I like to wake up early with sunrise. It's peaceful. It's me hanging out with the birds. They're singing their morning songs. You know, the butterflies come to visit. So this element of like doing my practice with, like nothing's yeah. coming to mind literally at all. <laughs>
0: You know, Shalini, you have a very um, unique point of view, and I love that. Like, it's, it's very unique, and, you know, that's amazing. And we've come to our end of this um, podcast, and thank you so much, Shalini, for being here with us. We really appreciate you giving us your valuable time, and uh, we hope we can do this again. And big thank you. To everyone for tuning in in our third episode of inside the minds of great yogis and shalini thank you once again you were amazing and i i can't say i learned so many new things from you and you're such an inspiration so sweet love thank you for having me i'm
1: very available feel free to continue to reach out to me for yourself and all those that joined here in this conversation i'm very active on instagram i guide meditations at least twice a month full moon new moon and this is more than just like a job for me this is very much my dharma this is my purpose why i'm here so i Mm -hmm. i'm here to be
0: of service you know what i'm saying reach out if you have questions if i can be of Mm -hmm. service i'm there Mm -hmm. And everyone, go follow Shalini on Instagram. She's on Instagram, YouTube, and um, I'll definitely uh, definitely leave all her social medias on our caption. It'll definitely be there. Her page is amazing. It's fantastic. Definitely do check that out. Shalini, thank you so much once again, and much love. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See you. Bye, love. Bye.